If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Thursday, the 20th morning of the sixth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. And we have a lot of work to do today, my friends, an awful lot of work. Coming up in uh, about an hour, we're going to talk to Dr. Everett Piper. He's going to talk to us about reparations and concentration camps, among other things, as well as um, Southern Baptist anti-Republican message in time for the 2020 election. What does all of that mean? Dr. Everett Piper will make sense of that for us. Also, in the second hour of the program at 1035, we will talk to uh, my friend Mike Goldstein. Michael Goldstein is the Ohio director of PG. TN, that's Proclaiming Justice to the Nations. We're going to talk to him also about the uh, issues raised by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as she declares that the southern border detention centers where people are held when they cross into the United States illegally uh, until they have their hearings or their trials or whatever you want to call them, uh, that they are akin to Nazi concentration camps. To say that this has stirred up a bit of a hornet's nest is a, an understatement. Um, holy goodness, all I can tell you is that um, people who understand American history, people who understand world history, people who understand Nazi history, and what was done to Jews in Europe at that time, the systematic extermination of six million Jews, and had they been allowed to continue, had we not uh, stopped the Hitler war machine, Lord only knows how many more. There could have been a flat-out legitimate... Um, uh, erasure of of the Jewish history, Jewish race, Jewish culture from the uh, from the planet. Uh, they're pushing back, to say the very least. The Holocaust Museum uh, is speaking out, which of course is uh, extraordinarily important in terms of reminding people of the history of what happened to the Jewish people in Europe. 
uh, from 19, well, really, not just from 1939. I guess that's when it all started, but the uh, the lead-up to that uh, in the 1930s through the end of the war in 1945. They are trying to teach history lessons to people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Kelly Bundy herself, who absolutely has no idea how insulting what she has said to the descendants of those who lost their lives in the Holocaust. Michael uh, Goldstein, as I mentioned, is going to be my guest. He is husband to Beverly Goldstein, who has twice been a U.S. congressional candidate and whose um, parents and grandparents uh, were all directly impacted by the Holocaust. So we're going to talk to him about uh, that. There's a whole lot of descendants of Holocaust uh, victims and some survivors as well who are just um, beside themselves that somebody would compare holding people who choose, by the way, to come into the United States illegally. I don't recall, I'm going to get into this, I know I'm getting off on a tangent already, but I don't recall any Jews climbing over fences to get into Nazi concentration camps. Um, they tried to avoid them in every way that they could. Uh, people who are coming into the United States illegally now are literally jumping into and turning themselves into American Border Patrol workers to be taken to detention facilities, specifically because they know they're going to be released soon and they're going to be able to go into the mainland United States. Uh, it's just one of the most ridiculous things that you've ever heard, and she has doubled, tripled, and maybe even quadrupled down on it since the... Um, since the uh, condemnation for her remarks has begun. So we're going to talk about that with Michael Goldstein. We're going to talk about that with Dr. Piper. We're going to talk about that with you. But we're going to start with reparations. Yes, you watched the Circus Sideshow yesterday. And before we discuss the merits of reparations, and quite frankly, there are none, but before we discuss that and dissect that, can we just... Can we just call this what it is? Can we just kind of put all of the pleasantries out of the way and all of the, you know, well, let's have a, an intellectual discussion about whether or not it's right to force people who never enslaved anybody in their lives to spend their own hard-earned money giving it to people who were never enslaved in their lives to make up for things that happened 150 years ago. Um, which, of course, would not make up for things that happened 150 years ago. <laughs> it's impossible. Uh, because those people who suffered those horrific conditions and the, that horrific treatment, that horrific uh, dehumanization, are gone. And the idea that their descendants should benefit financially from what happened to them and the idea that the descendants or not even descendants, but just because all Americans would have to pay into this, all Amer all white Americans, rather. How are they going to do that, by the way? I know, again, here's a tangent I'm chasing, but how are they going to do that? How are they going to do that on taxes? Are they just going to tax white Americans? Is there going to be a line on your next uh, tax form or your next 1040 that says, if you checked white or Caucasian on your racial demographic line, uh, there's go directly to line 64B. This is the amount you owe because you're white, and white people once enslaved black people. And if you checked black on your box there, then, uh, well, obviously you don't pay that. You, in fact, get some of that. Are they, are we, just the nonsense is, 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 let's call it what it is. Before we get into the minutia of the insanity of the idea of racial reparations uh, for slavery, this is about votes. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. This is pandering. This is begging black America for votes. 
Democrats supporting reparations for the descendants of slaves, punishment for the descendants of slave owners, are trying to get votes. There is a movement in this country among black America. I'm not saying it's a massive movement, but it's growing. It's got legs. It's being promoted by many former Democrats, black people who used to identify as loyal subjects and servants to the Democrat Party, who opened their eyes, did a little research, did a little homework, and found out that the Democrat Party is no friend to black Americans. Found out that the Democrat Party is the party that enslaved black Americans. The Democrat Party is the party that opposed the emancipation of African Americans. The Democrat Party is the party that was responsible for Jim Crow. The Democrat Party is the party that was responsible for opposing the Civil Rights Act in 1964. The Democrat Party is the party that was responsible for the Ku Klux Klan. The Democrat Party is the party that is responsible for Democrats remaining on welfare and subsidized housing for generations in order to keep them coming back for more from the Democrats. There's a movement in this country. Black America is wise to the Democrat game. Now, again, I'm not saying it's a massive movement. I'm not saying that what has traditionally been a 90% voting block, 90% of black Americans who vote, vote for Democratic presidential candidates. I'm not saying that's going to be reversed and it's going to be 90% voting for Donald Trump. But I am telling you it's a growing movement. Black Americans who have become wise to all of this are educating other black Americans who just didn't know. Not their fault. They're ignorant of the situation. Ignorant of the history. Understand, ignorant is not an insult. A lot of people think that ignorant and stupid or dumb are synonymous. They're not. Being stupid or being dumb is being incapable of learning. Being ignorant of something means you just have not been made aware of it yet. You're ignorant of a situation, and a lot of them are ignorant of the history. Not anymore. And that's why the Blexit that has begun, which stands for Black Exit from the Democrat Party, and is being led by conservative-minded free thinkers, some brilliant leaders in the black community are opening the eyes of so many other African Americans who are leaving the Democrat Party. What won't the Democrat Party resort to to get them back? What won't they do? And the answer is nothing. They'll do anything to get them back to stop them from leaving, including, hey, look over here. Remember slavery? Well, forget about the fact that our party caused it and fought to keep it. Forget about that. Remember Jim Crow? Forget about the fact that our party was responsible for that and fought to keep it. But our party is now trying to give you reparations. We want to pay you. Even though you weren't enslaved, and even though the people we're going to steal the money from didn't enslave anyone else, we're going to do it because, well, because we're Democrats, and you're black, 
and we belong together. I cannot tell you how enormously insulting that is to black Americans to suggest and to think that black Americans are that gullible and that dumb and that willing to be subjugated to more democratic mistreatment that they're just going to come running back to the Democrat Party. Oh, thank you, thank you. Give us our reparations. Thank you so much. Is just as insulting as suggesting that black Americans can't find their way to a DMV to get themselves a photo identification, either in the form of a driver's license or a state ID or a free-of-charge state ID so that we can have uh, uh, photo identification requirements for voting. That's a poll tax, the Democrats scream, against black people because black people don't have IDs. But everybody can get an idea. That's a poll tax. You're trying to suppress black votes. You're trying to disenfranchise black votes by requiring photo identification. Black people can't get identification. That costs money. And you know black people are far more impoverished than white people, right? While we're offering them free to people who are in poverty. Uh, But people, black people don't have rides. They can't get transportation to a DMV to get your free photo identifications. Black people can't get along in today's world, according to the Democrats. How do they do it? According to Democrats, black people are helpless. That's one of the most insulting things that Democrats can say about black people today is that they, is that photo identification at the, at the ballot box is disenfranchising of black Americans. It's Republicans trying to keep black people away from the polls because black people always vote Democrat. That is the most insulting thing that I think you can say to black America is that you're not able to do normal things that other people can do, such as get identification that, by the way, is needed for about 50 billion other things in American lives. To cash checks to you know, open a bank account, to travel, I mean, just about anything in the world, well, they've decided to one-up themselves and say, black Americans are dumb enough to think that if we say reparations, they'll come running to us and say, yes, yes, please. I'm voting Democrat so I can get me some cash that I didn't deserve because I didn't suffer through what maybe my ancestors suffered through 150 years ago. But that's what they're doing. This is about votes. Nothing more, nothing less. So anytime you hear the word slavery, anytime you hear the words Jim Crow, anytime you hear the words civil rights, anytime you hear the words, uh, uh, any of the words associated with those terrible parts of American history, understand none of them matter to the Democrats who are pushing for reparations as they debated this on the House floor yesterday, listening to testimony of all kinds of people. Understand that not one word of it is accurate. Understand that not one word of it it is genuine or sincere. The only word that you should have heard coming out of the, the House debate yesterday and the witnesses' testimony yesterday from Democrats, the only word is votes. 
because that's the only thing that they care about. It's 922, right back after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM, it's the Bob France Authority. It's 927. The Bob France Authority continuing on AM 1420. The answer talking about slavery reparations. Uh, The ridiculous Democrats had a House uh, uh, hearing yesterday on this. Uh, they continue to pander for black votes. They think black people are dumb enough to th- to uh, buy into all of this nonsense and to think that this is something that is going to uh, uh, to help them and it is going to get the uh, the uh, Democrats are going to be uh, getting the black vote at a stronger percentage. You know, the big concern is they don't have to lose 90%. They, they have like 90% of the black vote historically in presidential elections. They don't have to lose, you know, 80% of that. They don't have to lose 50% of that. They lose 5 to 6 to 7 to 8% of the black vote. If they only carry 80, let's say 84% or 85% of the black vote, they're done. They lose. The balance of power shifts the other way to the Republicans. They know this, and they're trying to con black people into uh, uh, giving them their votes. They brought up Danny Glover, a wealthy actor you probably have seen in a movie or two in which he has been oppressed as a character, maybe even enslaved. I don't know. As a, I don't know all of his movies as a character, but he's trying to let you or make you believe that this is reality. Despite, despite much progress over the centuries, this hearing is yet another important step in the long and heroic struggle of African Americans to secure reparations for the damages inflicted by enslavement and post-emancipation and racial exclusionary policies. So he was one of the star witnesses for the uh, Democrats uh, in the hearings yesterday. There were some tremendous witnesses who were brought up by the Republican uh, members of the committee as well, including a young man uh, who is a Democrat. He's a writer. He writes for Quillet, so he's a columnist. His name is Coleman Hughes, and he said reparation payments to the descendants of slaves is an insult to black Americans, an insult that would further divide the country and make him and other descendants of slaves victims without their consent. So reparations for slavery would allocate federal resources to me, but not to an American with the wrong ancestry even if that person is living paycheck to paycheck and working multiple jobs to support a family. You might call that justice. I call it justice for the dead at the price of justice for the living. I understand that reparations are about what people are owed, regardless of how well they're doing. I understand that. But the people who are owed for slavery are no longer here, and we're not entitled to collect on their debts. Reparations, by definition, are only given to victims. So the moment you give me reparations, you've made me into a victim without my consent. Not just that, you've made one-third of black Americans who poll against reparations into victims without their consent. And black Americans have fought too long for the right to define themselves to be spoken for in such a condescending manner. The question is not what America owes me by virtue of my ancestry. The question 
is what all Americans owe each other by, by virtue of being citizens of the same nation. And the obligation of citizenship is not transactional. It's not contingent on ancestry. It never expires, and it can't be paid off. For all these reasons, Bill H.R. 40 is a moral and political mistake. Thank you. This uh, particular African-American witness uh, at the hearings yesterday over reparations, Coleman Hughes, was summarily booed and heckled by the uh, chamber, those in the chamber, by witnesses in the chamber, for daring to say, as a black Democrat, we don't want your reparations. We don't deserve your reparations. Nobody today deserves to pay and should have to pay reparations for actions taken by uh, their own ancestors. This is wrong, morally and beyond. And he was heckled and booed for that, with, by the way, the approval of the chair, Jerry Nadler who waited until uh, a lot of those heckles were done before he said, uh, okay, let's move on. A lot more on this coming up, as well as AOC and her insane, insulting comparisons of our southern border detention facilities to Nazi concentration camps. All of that's still coming up. And by the way, if you want to be heard on it, dial 216-901-0945. Back after this. Nine thirty-six. Onward we roll on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. I've got a lot more here for you on the um, incredibly divisive issues that were brought to the uh, Hill yesterday. Um, Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler decided to uh, host Sheila Jackson Lee's, uh, who was the sponsor of this ridiculous bill to call for reparations, to host witnesses yesterday, uh, talking about uh, the merits of, of reparations. Uh, nobody is talking about the word divisive that I think we need to. At least not enough people are. I want you to consider what would happen if this country ever did pass legislation in the House and in the Senate and signed by the president to provide money from the tax, you know, tax dollars from the uh, from the earnings of white people who never, ever, ever would have ever considered slave ownership taking that money from their accounts and giving it by way of the federal government through taxation to African-Americans who never, ever, ever were enslaved to pay for the sins of people that we have absolutely nothing to do with. Um, You don't think that would be divisive? You don't think that would create an enmity between, an, an even worse enmity between blacks and whites in an already divided country? Think about that for just a moment. Think that would go over well? That's not good for this country. You know who you know who knows it's not good for this country? Black people who are independent thinkers. And I prefer to believe there are more than one third that were referenced by the uh, witness that I just played the clip from before. He said what you are doing is you are taking a full one-third of black Americans who polling show uh, shows are opposed to reparations and turning them into victims without their consent. I think it's more than 33%. I think most black Americans understand that this is not their issue and this is not uh, white people's issue, that we didn't do this to them, and they didn't suffer it. Their ancestors did. If any reparations needed to be paid, it needed to be paid to free, uh, freed slaves, emancipated slaves, immediately after the Civil War ended and the emancipation happened. That's when 
uh, if any reparations were due to be paid, it should have been done to those who suffered immediately. 150 years later, it does nothing but divide. It does nothing but create more hostility and enmity. Here's one of those, uh, one such uh, uh, African-American. Burgess Owens is an author, and he's a former NFL football player. Not that that matters, but it's just interesting because he's kind of high profile, played for the Jets and played for the uh, Oakland Raiders. And he is an outspoken um, former Democrat who understands what Democrats have done to black America, both in Jim Crow times and since Jim Crow. Since pre-Civil Rights Act and post-Civil Rights Act. What Democrats have done to blacks, going all the way back to the days of slavery that we're discussing. Because they're the ones who fought to keep it. They're the ones that continued it in the form of KKK lynchings and burnings in the early part of the 19th century. Or the 20th century, rather. In the 1900s, even after emancipation. Burgess Owens knows who's responsible, and he says if anybody's going to pay reparations here, it shouldn't be white people to black people, it should be Democrats to black people. The history of our black country, of our black America, has been stolen from us for decades, almost over a century. Booker T. Washington, 1882, began Tuskegee University. By 1905, it was producing more self-made black millionaires than Harvard, Yale, and Princeton combined. The 40s, 50s, and 60s, it was a black, country, a black community that led our country in the growth of the middle class, led our country in terms of the men committed to marriage, over 70%, now it's 30%. Led our country in terms of the commitment to business ownership, 40%, now it's 3.8%. Men matriculated from college. We now have more, a higher percentage of men in, 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 incarcerated in college. It is, by the way, my degree was biology, and that, I learned a long time ago that slavery is not a gene in the DNA helix. It's our actions, it's our attitude, it's our belief. I do not believe in reparation, because what reparation does, it points to a certain race, a certain color, and it, and it points them as evil, and points the other race, my race, as one that is not only becomes racist, but, the, but also beggars. I do believe in restitution. Let's point to the party that was, that was part of slavery, KKK, Jim Crow, that has killed over 40% of our black babies, 20 million of them. State of California, 70, 75% of our black boys cannot pass standard reading and writing tests, a democratic state. So yes, let's pay rest, 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 restoration. Let's pay rest, restitution. How about a democratic party pay for all the misery brought to my race? And uh, those, after, after we learn our history, decide to uh, stay there. They, they should pay also. They're complicit. And every white American, Republican or Democrat, that feels guilty because of your white skin, you should need to pony up also. That way we can get past this reparation and recognize that this country has given us greatness. Look at this panel. It doesn't matter how we think. The fact is, well, it doesn't matter our color. We have become successful in this country like no other because of this great opportunity to live the American dream. Let's not steal that from our kids by telling them they can't do it. Thank you. Burgess Owens just laying it all out there. If you want to pay restitution here, let's get it from the Democrats who did this and all of the suffering they have caused my race, said Burgess Owens.
And if you are a white person and, and who feel white guilt, if you feel guilty because of, the, because of the color of your skin, you can pony up too if you want. But it would be voluntary, not required. And as I noted in the early part of this, it is not about restitution. It is not about reparations. It is not about doing what is right. It is about getting votes. This is all the, this is the only game the Democrats are playing here. You think they give a rat's behind about black people getting money for things that they did not suffer? Do you think? No, this is about black people. We're the only ones looking out for you here. We're trying to get you some cash. We're getting you free money. All you got to do is vote for us, and we'll make that happen. This is about votes. Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, knows I, that. I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago for whom none of us currently living are responsible is a good idea. Uh, we've you know, tried to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war, by passing uh, landmark civil rights legislation. Uh, we've elected an African-American president. I, I think... We're always a work in progress in this country, uh, but no one currently alive was responsible for that. And I don't think we should be uh, trying to figure out uh, how to compensate for it. First of all, it would be pretty hard to figure out who to compensate. We've had waves of immigrants as well who've come to the country and experienced dramatic uh, uh, discrimination of one kind or another. So, no, I don't think reparations are a good idea. Yeah, Mitch McConnell knows full well what this is all about. This is all about his opponents, political opponents, getting votes. Make no mistake about it. Let's get a few phone calls on it. Uh, Carol has been waiting in uh, Bedford. Hi, Carol. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. Uh, What about the people in America whose ancestry, we weren't even here, and there was slavery. My mother's side, my grandparents came over from Hungary in the 1920s, and my dad, they came over from Italy in the 1920s. I think we should have an exemption from reparations because we weren't here. Well, that's kind of what Mitch McConnell just said. He said, I think one of the things it would be impossible to figure out who deserves reparations because who is here and who's a direct descendant of slaves and so on and so forth. And then taking that to your example, who should have to pay them? Whose ancestry actually goes back to slave ownership? And whose ancestry goes back to other countries, as you said, uh, until uh, after uh, the Civil War. People who came here after the Civil War obviously had no, uh, uh, you know, bearing on on slavery in the United States. So why should they have to pay that? To figure this out would be obviously a logistical nightmare. In addition, of course, to the moral repugnancy of blaming people today for sins of people who lived 150 plus years ago. Rob in Cleveland next. Hi, Rob. Go ahead. Hey, how about me? I'm a white uh, Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Uh, how about reparations for me? My forebearers ran a station in the Underground Railroad, and that weren't cheap. If we got caught, our houses were burned, we were lynched, all kinds of horrible stuff. It's a it's a fantastic point that you make, Rob. Um, you know that t- such an important point. People have talked about it or at least nibbled on the edges of this, maybe not going all in, but white America has already paid its price for white American, the white American portion of the slave trade. And I think that's important to point out, too, by the way. This wasn't a whites-only business. 
We should point out the role of the African slave traders who actually rounded up and sold uh, their their fellow countrymen, their fellow Africans, into slavery in the transatlantic uh, slave trade, first of all. Uh, second of all, there were also actually African-American slave owners as well. But moreover, the point he's trying to make is white people helped run the Underground Railroad to try and get uh, escaped slaves to freedom in the North under extraordinary conditions and the pe- under extraordinary penalties if they were caught. Executions, as he said, homes burned down. I mean, Lord only knows. White people ran those risks. Guess what else? Hundreds of thousands of white people fought to end the scourge of slavery, fighting for the Union in the Civil War, fighting for freedom, fighting to emancipate the the black uh, victims of this of this horror, this stain on our nation. White people paid a price. Even white people who weren't part of the crime. Innocent white people fought to free black slaves in the Civil War and fought and also in, also through the Underground Railroad. And many of them also fought for civil rights for blacks at an extraordinarily high personal expense. Uh, after emancipation and before the Civil Rights Act. So many of them gave up so much to make the Civil Rights Act happen and to suggest white people still haven't done enough to pay back black people. It's it's insulting to both races. Khalid Namar, my friend, who is the uh, co-host of the Todd Allen Show you hear on Sunday nights at 9 o'clock here on AM 1420, The Answer, and he has become a very reliable fill-in on this radio show. Uh, hey, Khalid, how are you, my man? I'm well, I'm well. Uh, and this Sunday night, Anthony Gonzalez is going to be with us, you know, someone you have on your show. So he's yep. going to be on us on, with us Sunday night. Um, you, you know, you have to realize this isn't going anywhere. This is all uh, theater. The Democrats know that anyone outside of a predominantly black district isn't going to want to talk to them in, in the hallway when they pass them about this. They take no risk, the Congressional Black Caucus, in talking about this or having a hearing. Because no one else is going to buy into it. It's not going to make see a lot of day in the House to even study this issue because it is too politically risky for them. Try taking this on a campaign trail. That's what I'm looking forward to. When these people are running around to these Midwestern states and they're asked about this in the Rust Belt, let's see how they, uh, how they explain it then. They are so mindless and not very bright and thinking to bring this up during uh, a presidential election year is beyond me. And I'll tell you one more thing. Um, when it comes to reparations, um, the government doesn't have any money. Whenever we speak to economic classes, we tell them the government doesn't have money. Taxpayers do. So you're not getting money from this bottomless well uh, called government. It's taxpayers. It's me. It's you. It's themselves. You are, who are you getting this money from? The taxpayers. The government doesn't have money. But, but more specifically, Khalid, as I was talking about it. before, Khalid, more, more specifically, which taxpayers? How are they going to pinpoint yeah. uh, ancestors or, 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 excuse me, descendants of, of slave-owning ancestors? How are they going to pinpoint those they people can. from people who came here, as uh, uh, a previous caller, Carolyn Bedford, mentioned? She said her uh, the first uh, 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 sign, uh, trace of uh, her ancestry in the United States was in the 1920s. That's when her parents or her great-grandparents, whoever it was, came over. 
uh, in, in the 1920s. They weren't even in the United States during the slave days. So how, how are her taxes not going to be impacted by this? Or are they going to take money from her, too, just because of white guilt? Well, here's, here's how they're, they're framing their argument. They're, they have not specifically only isolated slavery. What they're saying is all of the effects post-slavery leading all the way up through the Civil Rights Movement uh, is to be considered when it comes to reparations. So this is their argument. Of course, I don't agree with it. And it fails on every level, though. As as Burgess... It certainly does. Yeah, as Burgess just pointed out as I was playing this clip there, he talked about how post-emancipation, how uh, black Americans were doing very, very well, and it was Democrat policies in Jim Crow that actually... Uh, actually, you know, kind of turned them, you know, turned them back and actually were a roadblock to their continued advancement and then led them into, well, and he, he gave the statistics, uh, you know, yeah. to, to, to where they are today, where black America today is at a significant disadvantage, but it has nothing to do with slavery and it had certainly had nothing to do, uh, with, uh, you know, white people's, uh, um, uh, insistence upon this, unless, of course, you're talking about Democrats who are the ones calling for reparations now. They should, they should pay the restitution as, uh, as Burgess Owen suggested. Well, I interviewed Burgess Owens about three years ago, mm-hmm. and we had a fantastic conversation afterwards. He's the uh, Raiders player who picked up Mike Davis after the Red Right 88 play, if you remember. Of course, we sure. do. Uh, fantastic man. And uh, after the Civil Rights Movement, we know that the policies were very detrimental, including the, the welfare state, which came along after that. But But the point that I want to make is, in particular, this issue is nothing other than a divisive issue that is going to do nothing for the country, but it is going to kill the Democrats. It is so stupid and mindless and pointless, but I don't think they care because they're not catering to the middle of the country. So it's not going to see the light of day. You're not going to hear anything about this after the election. Probably... Well, let, let, let's hope we hear more about it during the election or during this cycle, El Khalid. And, and, and I got a jet here because I'm late, my friend. But you know what? Uh, the latest Fox po- news poll on this issue, which was from April, found that over 60% of Americans oppose this idea. So let the Democrats go into battleground states and try to sell reparations to people who absolutely have no appetite for it whatsoever. Let them do that. Let their candidate uh, campaign on that, and let's see how that works out for them. Khalid, thanks, my friend. I got a jet. It's 9.53. Back after this. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The Answer. Let's squeeze in a call or two more here before the top of the hour. And Dr. Everett Piper joining us after the top. Uh, Sherry is in Cleveland now on AM 1420. The Answer. Sherry, go right ahead. Okay, sure. I've got to have you ready to go here. Let me go to United in Cleveland. United, are you there? I'm here, Bob. Y- yes, sir. Go right ahead. My brother, there's a very important point that you and your guests are missing. What's that? I'll send you an email. You can review it, and you can either accept it or talk about it or whatever you want to do. But there's something that's very basic to this country, the theological basis of this country, and people can say all they want to about it. <clears throat> can't have God in government, that's baloney. I'll just say it's about a two-page summation of my views. I love you like a brother. This is a very touchy issue. I would appreciate it if uh, people would uh, address it 
not with preconceived notions, but just examine the facts about what happened by our great founding fathers. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, they would want reparations. Okay? And I'll send you the email, and, you know, you can judge for yourself after that. My friend, I appreciate. Yeah, you know, you know, I always, uh, I always respect your points of view, and uh, and I certainly will read your emails. And I would say this about our founding fathers: you said they would want reparations. I kind of agree, but they would have wanted them, wanted them, when they were due. They would have wanted them to whom they were due. They would have wanted them from whom they were due. And that's a big, that's a big difference. That's a game changer here. They would have wanted reparations to be paid by slave owners. They themselves, who were part of that, had they been alive when emancipation happened, they would have wanted to, to pay their part to make, make right what was wrong for so long to those who suffered what was wrong for so long. I do not believe they would have wanted this to happen to people who are innocent of all crimes having anything to do with this. They would not demand restitution or reparations from people who did not commit the atrocities and they would not have demanded that monies be paid to people who did not suffer the atrocities the united states of america is without question the greatest place on earth for black people to grow and thrive and prosper better than any european country better than any socialist or communist country Better than any Asian country, the United States of America is the greatest nation on earth, no matter what color you are, to try and achieve the impossible dream. It's made possible here, no matter who you are or what you look like. Those men who testified yesterday before Congress are living proof of that. This is a fantastic country, and the people who have helped make it so do not deserve to be punished for the sins of, of, uh, of their forebears centuries gone by. 1001, news time now on AM 1420, The Answer. WHK-W273-DG, Cleveland. Broadcasting from the Discount Drug Mart Studios. Proud to be celebrating 50 years as your hometown pharmacy.